superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. That's going to be picked off. And now they'll go to the Buccaneers end zone to celebrate. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Very disappointing this never happened to me. I don't know. I can't remember last time I shut out. The Rich Eisen Show. We just didn't execute great, obviously. Just a tough night, so didn't do much anything right. Unleash the it. Earlier on the show. Steelers safety Minka Fitzpatrick. Coming up. Host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Tampa Bay Times, Bucks Red. Rick Stroud, plus complete week 15 recap and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. We had a good chat with Minka Fitzpatrick of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who um, who are sitting there rooting for the Vegas Raiders today, because if the Vegas Raiders win, the Browns are in last place. The crazy thing about the AFC North is the Browns have a terrific chance to win it. <laughs> they lose today, they're in last place, and they could still win the division because they've already beaten the Bengals, and they could sweep them. And even though the Steelers have been swept by the Bengals, they have that tie, so that's kind of like the tiebreaker. They're only half game behind the Cincinnati Bengals. We're in first place because the Ravens lost a second time uh, this year and in the last three weeks because they went for it um, on a two-pointer. Instead of kicking in an extra point and trying to win, uh, win it in overtime. So, that division is wide open. Uh, our number three, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, is going to be joining us as the Buccaneers have a handful, as we saw last night, of injuries to deal with. And Antonio Brown, it was announced through Michelle Tafoya on, uh, on NBC during the broadcast that Antonio Brown, despite handing in a fake vaccination card, and causing the team to uh, falsely say that they were 100% vaccinated and have him walk around as an unvaccinated player prior to Omicron when vaccination status was perhaps a little bit more important than it could be even right now. And uh, members of the staff who have been uh, treated for uh, cancer uh, and uh, also who are over the age of 80. This guy walking around saying he's vaccinated. He's back. They need him. They need him. Tampa Bay uh, Times, that story about uh, uh, the fake vaccination card broken by Rick Stroud and also Josh Lambeau, a kicker, being kicked, which Urban Meyer denied he did to my colleague Ian Rappaport. My gosh, there's so much to talk about on this show. We pause right now to talk about some of that and more with one of our favorites. He kicks off NBC Sports on Peacock's schedule every single day with Pro Football Talk Live. Uh, and he's got a new book coming out called Playmakers that everybody should pre-order right now on Amazon where all books are sold just in time for uh, the holidays. 
Mike Florio here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing great, Rich. Great to talk to you as always. Right, right back at you. Uh, any sense about uh, who could be up and down for today while, we, uh, while we're getting ready for a doubleheader on Monday that we're not used to having? Well, I know right that now. the Browns were approaching the entire situation, assuming that they weren't going to get any of the guys back that have been on COVID reserve. They had 18 on the active roster as of yesterday. Wow that weren't available, and anyone we get, we view it as a bonus. Now, the deadline's passed. John Johnson, their safety has made it back. No Baker Mayfield, no Case Keenum. They won't play. They're holding out hope that maybe Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, will get clearance before then. Different rules apply to him than they do for the rosters. I'm surprised they're still adhering to these strict roster rules under the circumstances, but they just want to get through the game today and the two games tomorrow and then it's going to be a lot easier with these new protocols to get the rest of the games in. Well, I guess if Mayfield nor uh, Keenum's playing tonight, and that's going to be the case, that that does that make the Raiders feel a little bit better? Because I know they were livid about uh, this game being pushed. You know, oh, it has to. Yeah, it has to make them feel better that they didn't get a situation where the two-day delay enables Mayfield to return or Keenum, because the Raiders look at it and say, hey, "We didn't do anything here. We didn't cause this." Now it's hard to separate the unfair inconvenience of having to play on Monday and turn around and play on Sunday when you were supposed to play on Saturday and the idea that they just want to get an easier win. And it's hard to fault any of the teams out there or the fans who root for the Raiders, the Eagles, or the Seahawks when you're influenced by the fact that, hey, we thought we were going to get an easy win against an overmatched opponent. So, you know, there are legitimate reasons, and there are kind of like, yeah, you know, you just were hoping you were going to get that easy check-the-box W. The Raiders are going to have an easier go of it with Nick Mullins playing quarterback, that's for sure. And, you know, it makes for an interesting game because there's still plenty of very capable Browns players who are out there, and nobody really knows what to make of the Raiders right now. Mike Florio here on the Rich Eisen Show. So what is the status of of the playing games and when to play games moving forward over the next I mean we're we're rubbers now meeting the road sir as you know there's 3 weeks to go there's a lot of Saturday games there's also um you know uh, a playoffs right around the corner as well so it's funny that we're running out of time in the longest regular season ever but that is the case you know Here's what ultimately happened over the past few days and I'll put it like this the castle was being stormed the walls were being breached by the virus and labor and management got together and they just decided to tear down the walls i mean that's basically what's occurred the 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 principles underlying the COVID protocols were starting to interfere with practicality which meant profit and paycheck at risk as well and nothing gets the nfl and the nflpa together than the shared threat that they're going to lose money and that really is what forced it nflpa leadership was kind of caught in the middle because they we're advocating a more responsible approach, but as someone explained it to me yesterday, the pandemic is now endemic to society, and with this Omicron variant that is spreading like wildfire and that is not making very many of the vaccinated people who get it sick, the only thing to do at this point is just stop testing the vaccinated asymptomatic players. They're not testing them except on a very targeted basis, it's hard to understand. It's not quite the same as the random testing for PEDs or other things of that nature. And they will test anyone who's symptomatic or who wants to be tested. But, you know, Rich, the concern, I've already heard it, people are going to hide their symptoms. They're not going to come in and put mm. their hand up and say, I don't feel right today. They're going to keep their mouth shut. They're going to keep their head low because they want to play. They want to play. They want to coach. They want to be available, especially during these critical weeks of the season. So that 
introduces even more of the virus in mm. the building. The people really at risk are the unvaccinated. Now, they can reduce their risk by getting vaccinated, but there's going to be a lot more virus in the building now because they're not going to have that gatekeeping function that will keep vaccinated players who are positive out of the facility. So, you know, it, it, they're just they're waving the white towel on this and, or waving the white flag or throwing the towel. I'll mix my metaphors if I damn well please. It's Christmas <laughs> week. That's right. But they're giving up. They're just giving up. And now, if this gets worse, if all of a sudden there's some new variant that makes people sicker or something like that, they'll, they'll pivot. But for now, they've just recognized widespread virus, low incident of sickness. At least they believe. We have to get out of the way. At least that's what, you know, people are hoping. I mean, I, I, I don't know. You, you, you hear it is just as severe as Delta, and God forbid if it is, you know. Um, and I guess we'll find out. And I guess what's happening in the NBA and the NFL is is kind of foreshadowing potentially what's happening or, or what's happening in real time because this this variant seems to be uh, having a doubling rate of, of every other day potentially, you know, from what you're seeing. So who knows if, if the way that they're approaching the protocols right now will be operative even next week. That is a fact, right? Well, that's I mean, right. And Dr. Sills told Peter King that in today's football morning in America that they are going to continue to monitor. If it changes again, they're going to have to be ready to pivot. But the goal at this point, as I understand it, get through the season and then figure everything out after the season. But it is amazing to me, Rich, when you consider that the average player from the get-go, from the moment that – the pandemic became a thing March 11 of 2020. The average football player doesn't care, never did care, views himself, rightly or wrongly, as impervious to it, healthy enough. It's not an issue for me. It's way down on the list of the risks that I assume when I put on my uniform and my helmet and go out onto a football field. It's amazing the union held them together as long as they did because this mindset has always been there. We don't care. We don't care. We don't care, and it finally prevailed because we're getting to a point where throughout society it's getting harder and harder to get people to care. And, you know, here we are, holiday week, people traveling, people getting together. What do we do? I think there's this widespread belief, and it's crossed over to the NFL that we just go forward and we see what happens. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, so uh, walk me through how Jacksonville doesn't pay Urban Meyer even though some of the offenses absolutely are would would stick if it's for cause if they had actually fired him at the time of finding out that Josh Lambeau got kicked, even though they said it really wasn't part of the timing about firing him or they fired him within 48 hours of that video of the you know him being back in Ohio after not taking the team plane like can you still say that you know what you haven't taken your finger off the chess piece and and now you don't pay him? Is that possible? Let's spin the clock, shall we, Rich, back to the year 2005. We both were a lot younger. You were with the upstart at the time, NFL Network. Yes, I was sir. scrabbling around with a, a, a renegade website that didn't know what the hell it was going to be or where it was going to go. Terrell Owens. Remember what happened with him and the Eagles? Yes, sir. When it all blew up and they suspended him for four games without pay for conduct detrimental to the team, they won that grievance because they were able to show up for the hearing with a stack of documents that backed up every warning they'd given him, every incident he'd been involved in, every threat that they made as it relates to 
graduated discipline. You do something like this again, this is going to happen. You do this again, this is going to happen. And they were able to lay out a clear paper trail that showed that the last straw really was the last straw, not cover for whatever they wanted to do. And that's the challenge the Jaguars are going to have here. They're going to have to make it seem to whoever is deciding this, and it very well may be the commissioner, so the deck, uh, the deck gets stacked in favor of the Jaguars inherently because the commissioner works for the Jaguars and the other 31 teams. But you need to be able to show that you're not just pulling something out of the air and saying, oh, oh yeah, it, it was because he, he kicked the kicker. That was why we fired him for cause. Because it's very easy to cross-examine whoever from the Jaguars on the point that they knew about it in August. So how can it be the thing that causes you to fire him for cause four months later when you knew about it in August? How can you say that his failure to return to Jacksonville with the team after the September 30th loss to the Bengals is the cause that goes into this? Because they kept him around when the dust settled on that. They're going to have to demonstrate the kind of papering of the file. That's what the in-house lawyers do. When you're not defending your client in court or arbitration or whatever, you're making sure that all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed so you can justify doing whatever it is you eventually do. That's going to be the challenge. Can they back this up, or is it just going to be this shotgun approach that makes it look like we just decided we were done with him and we're going to grab whatever we can to justify not paying well, you know what, man? Uh, there, there's so many reasons why the the the, the Jaguars needed to um, separate. To me, it was the minute he didn't get on the plane. I've heard that over and over again. I'm wondering in the scuttlebutt that you hear and talking to everybody, uh, what they is it is it being termed the biggest flop in the history of uh, of NFL coaching? Or there are there are some defenders that there was these injuries that and so on and so forth. What, what do you what do you think? What's, well, what's the, being the discussed? Defenders and the loudest one over the weekend was Jimmy Johnson, who's, who, who has a friendship with Urban Meyer. And, of course, Jimmy Johnson is the anti-Urban Meyer because he came in straight out of college and he weathered the storm and he laid the foundation to have a strong team. But Johnson said yesterday on Fox's pregame show that Meyer didn't have his people. You know, when Jimmy came, he came straight from the University of Miami with all of his people. So he had all these other people and he had, quote-unquote, backstabbers, which means that's what Urban Meyer is saying to Jimmy Johnson when they talked, that he was stabbed in the back. It's not anything he did. I mean, that's the one big takeaway from the interview that Meyer did with Ian Rappaport. For me, it's not about him. It's about fragile players, fragile coaching staff, getting stabbed in the back. It's never his own conduct. So, look, here's the reality. Two things. One, Urban Meyer's clearly always been this way. The rest of the world has changed, and he hasn't. And number two, if they'd been 11-2 and two instead of 2-11, and 11, he'd still be there. He'd still be there. So... You know, you can get away with a lot of crap if you're winning. And if you're not winning and you're somebody that the coaching staff doesn't like and the players don't like, they're not going to put up with it. And before you know it, there's going to be this drip, drip, drip that finally results in the dam breaking, and that's what happened last week. But the challenge for the Jaguars now is going to be to piece it all together in a way that shows that he doesn't deserve another penny. And there's an important factor in this too, Rich. If you want to make a great hire for your next coach – you sure don't want that coach when he does his due diligence to come to the conclusion that the way they're trying to screw Urban Meyer may be the way they try to screw you in the future. And coaches pay attention to that. So if you have coaches with options and they think they're walking into a spot where if push comes to shove, they're going to try to stick it to you financially, you may not be inclined to take that job. Last one for you, Mike. Uh, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, the uh, the new rule where uh, as of next Tuesday, so a week from uh, tomorrow, 
you're allowed to start talking to candidates for a head coaching position, uh, despite the season still going on, uh, if they're under contract with other teams. Normally, you'd have to wait till a window opens up during the playoffs, and that created a lot of problems for people who deserved interviews to not get them. So... Does that mean tonight's game, is it possible the loser of tonight's Monday night football game between the Vikings and the Bears uh, is out and there's an interim head coach so these teams can get a head start that Jacksonville and the Raiders already have? Is that possible? I I don't think we understand yet because it hasn't happened what this is going to do to the normal pink slip cycle. You know, we called Mm -hmm. it Black Monday the day after the regular season ended and it had trickled back into Sunday, just like Black Friday trickled into Thanksgiving. I mean, it, we, we get more and more of these firings on the last day of the regular season as soon as the final games are over. Now, with the clear incentive to wipe the decks and remove your coach or let him know that he's going to be gone at the end of the season, that's the other way that allows you to do this, you've already got two teams that are in the position to get the head start in the Jaguars and the Raiders. So... What do you want to do? Do you want to start talking to these people? Do you want to get to know them? And if you're encouraged by the league's enhancements of the Rooney Rule, which are overdue and still not sufficient to do a broad search, and you have this head start, I, I, I'm starting to wonder if the bulk of the firings aren't going to happen by next weekend. Now, what helps some of these guys is they're still alive. Like, if the, you know, if the Vikings do win tonight, Mike Zimmer may be out eventually anyway, but if they win tonight, they're still alive for another week or two. Oh, yeah. If they and win. even if they lose, they're still alive. That's the problem. There's 28 teams still alive. So it, wouldn't that be something if you see a coach get fired by a team that is still alive in the playoffs and the interim coach would take them to the playoffs? I mean, it could happen in this, in this environment because if you've already made up your mind, there's no reason to wait until the end of the season and there's every reason to, reason to implement soon so you can start conducting those interviews starting next Monday. Well, so Merry Ma- Christmas to all the coaches who are about to get fired this weekend. Well, Mike, I mean, we almost saw that scenario in college football, albeit it was a coach leaving of his own volition in Notre Dame. You know, we almost had an interim head coach coaching uh, and a college football playoff semifinal game. You know, I'm pleased to say that it was my alma mater that presented Notre Dame from having a seat at that table. But that's just me being petty. Don't, 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 um, but please don't, don't don't open mm. a very old wound for me as it relates to your alma mater mm. taking my law school alma mater's coach and putting ideas in his head when there was a game that was still on the docket that would have determined a spot in the national championship, mm-hmm. and his team was a 28 and a half point favorite over Pitt. And West Virginia lost. Don't start. Nah. Don't start. I got it. It was 14 years ago, but I still remember it like it was yesterday. Well, I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't mean to shake. No, no, I'm just playing. With no, you. no, no, no. I, I, I didn't mean to shake the pit snoggle tree right there, Mike. I didn't mean to. But but it was, I, it's, it's always kind of been there in college. This is a new reality yeah, for the right. NFL. And again, yeah. I don't think we understand what's about to potentially happen. Take care of yourself, Mike. Have a great Christmas with you and your family. Let's do it again very soon. Thanks, Rich. Great talking to you, pal. You're right back at you. That's Mike Floor. Everyone, get his book, Playmakers. Pre-order it right now, wherever you can get a, a, a book, certainly in time for the holiday, right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Again, it's just how much do you value getting, uh, uh, you know, I'm first up here. I'm first up. Uh, Leslie Frazier, I've been looking at you for a long time. I want you. Okay. I've got an opening. I want you. You know, obviously, I'm going to look at other candidates, but I, I really wanted to be the one of the first. 
Don't you think that gives you a leg up? If there's going to be multiple teams knocking on his door? I think the so. enemy? Byron Leftwich? Just three to name, right? Or do you just say, screw it? Because the Vikings, if the Vikings win tonight, they're the seventh seed. Right now it's the Saints, by the way. And um, if the Vikings win tonight, the winner of tomorrow night's game, the Washington football team or the Eagles, the winner of that game supplants the Vikings as the seventh seed. (laughs) These are facts, folks, that I'm spitting to you right now. The Saints with their win last night moved all the way up from 11 to 7. They're in that position. They're rooting for the Bears tonight because if the Bears win, the Saints are still the seventh seed. If the Vikings win tonight, the Vikings are the seventh seed. And then no matter what happens tomorrow night, Eagles, Washington football team, the winner goes. By the way, if they tie tomorrow night, if the Washington football team and the Eagles tie tomorrow night, you know what that means? The Cowboys clinch the East. What? <laughs> mm, you know. just prolonging the agony guys that's how crazy the (laughs) nfc is and i'm serious this is what i do in my spare time so i need to know this stuff off the top of my head not just for this audience but for the game day morning audience that's how it works the saints are your seventh seed if the vikings win tonight the vikings are your seventh seed meaning the tuesday night game between the washington football team and eagles the winner becomes a seventh seed, and if they tie, the second-seeded Cowboys can print a playoff ticket for home. Rich, it's so crazy. The Giants are still mathematically alive. I know. I know. I can, I can tell you this, and I was way more verbal on my SAT than math, and I've always had a problem with the green wedge in Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> I'll tell you this. The Giants are done. I'll stick a fork in them. <laughs> And then the question is, is what next? Quarterback, <laughs> coach, general manager. Those See, are the questions yeah, for my good buddy later. Steve Tisch and John Mara, son of the Duke. Start over. Stad's nickname is on the football. We'll take a break. Overreaction Monday and your phone calls when we come back on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. 
improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen show. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit. Here we go. Uh Jameson in Seattle, we'll take your call before we get to overreaction Monday. What's up Jameson? Not much, Rich. Big fan of the show. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for making the call. What's up? Absolutely. I just want to talk about my Baltimore Ravens real quick, just two things. Uh, first, I don't want to hear anyone bashing John's decision to go forward. His coaching is why a group of practice squad and the practice squad's backups are in every game they play. Uh, he has laid a, a culture that does not accept not showing up. Every player on that team believes they can beat anybody in the league which is impressive because they really shouldn't even be on practice squads. They've been in position to win because of John. You tie it up with Aaron Rodgers, who has 45 seconds and one timeout with a chance to win it. Yeah. you got to go out there and try to win it right there. The point of overtime is to give you a chance to win. You, you play overtime in hopes of getting to down to one play to win the game, and we were there. Uh, maybe the play calling wasn't good, but Hollywood Brown was streaking across the back wide open. Yeah. I, I, I like the play. Um, but the second thing I'd like to say is, please, I know it's going to happen this week. Spare me the manufactured QB controversy. Um, oh, there's no, no, there's no, there's no, there's no, 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 there's no Tyler Huntley and the difference in their contracts available in cap space. Let's not forget this Ravens team that includes Harborough missed playoffs four out of the five years post Super Bowl win mm-hmm. and was four and five and out of the playoffs in 2018 before Lamar took over and ran us into permanent uh, relevant. Lamar Jackson was the MVP in the MVP conversation one month ago. Oh. But I will say, if you look at the first round QB pick since 2018, Huntley has looked better in his first two starts than Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, no Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Davis Mills have looked in all of their attempts. He is an undrafted free agent and should fetch us a first round pick, if not a first and a third. Uh, hold on a minute, Jameson. Look, I will, I will, I will agree with you. Don't don't manufacture any quarterback controversy. Of course not. Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. He's proven to be stupendous and MVP candidate. And thanks for the call. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I I definitely though agree with your assessment that Tyler Huntley has proven he can play football in this league. You know who he remind me of? I'm being honest here. The way he would run away from people that are had him all wrapped up, like run away from them, gain the edge and gain yardage, run in the end zone where you think he's going to get tackled and he's not even touched. He looked like Kyler Murray a little bit to me. Mm. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, sh- I, I'd have to assume he's bigger, but the escapability and two-way threat, which led me to believe, kick the extra point because if. There's enough time left for Rodgers. He's going to beat you anyway with a field goal. You know, you got in your back pocket the tie game. And the Packers, you could have won You could have won the toss. All you got to do is defend 40 seconds, which I know is saying a lot. But at least give yourself a you, shot. You get the toss. You get the toss. They're not – they couldn't stop Tyler Huntley. They couldn't. Quarter, right. He dominated. The fourth quarter against the Green Bay Packers, the one seed and potential eventual Super Bowl champs of 2021. 
He was terrific, man. You could be ten and four now instead of eight and six. Uh, I, I know. You know, part of the reason why that they were they were doing what they're doing is they're all injured, and you got to win it right there. And you know, there's ifs and buts. It's still it's a two yard play, one two yard play to win it all. I mean, to win the game. I call a better play. And what you know, here's what I will take out of it as well. It is a testament to uh, Steve Bashotti and the rest of that organization. He feels comfortable to go ahead and do it. He's not a be. He might be second guest, but he's not. He's, he doesn't. He's. Well, he has the job security. That's correct. You gotta have. You gotta have your coach feel that way. Yeah. Last thing, if I'm an owner of the NFL, if I own a team, I don't want my coach looking up thinking, "Am I? Is my owner gonna axe me because I do this sort of what thing?" What I don't like is him quoting the percentages after the game when, in the moment, he said it was a gut decision. So, like, which is it? I know you don't like John Harbaugh. I, I know a, you and I'm the Patriots fan. fans go way back. I'm not a huge fan, but that's okay. I can objectively, you know, criticize. So when he says, who's got it better than us? Your answer is you just don't leave me out of it. That's what you said. Not nobody. It's just, yeah, it's not nobody. It's just everybody but me has right, it better. Has it better. It better Cause I don't want to be yeah. with you being better than everybody. <laughs> That's a very long winded response. It's just usually one word. Who's got it better than us. You're supposed to say nobody. Not like, you know, actually it, it's just you and yeah. everybody else. Just leave me out of it. That's yeah. your response. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have the same ring to it. I'll be honest. The thing is, it's like, you're looking for advantages, right? You have the greatest kicker of all time. That's your advantage. But in that situation, your advantage, I didn't like the play call either. You're taking half the, half field, the field away. away right. And then on when top Huntley of Huntley had just scored I on the know, touchdown just run. Just leave him back there. Let him maybe do a quarterback draw from two yards or just something. I guess. That's an easy second guess. But you could just see, you know, Aikman was calling it down the stretch. It was simply like, where's, where's 89? Where's five? Yeah. And the crazy thing is he was locked in on 89 because five is open, man. Right. Well, they immediately doubled Andrews. No, I would have tripled him. Yeah. I'd have tripled him. Fun game. That was a fun late window game on a, on a weekend where there was a fun game up the road here on a Thursday night. And then pretty much the rest of it was like, okay, weird stuff's happening. Weird stuff's happening. It's too bad, though, because Jameson's not going to be a fan of one of my topics. Okay, here we go. Uh, Overreaction Monday. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. Hit it, please. Go for it. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. All right, this is for Jameson in Seattle. Uh, John Harbaugh's two-point miscues will cost the Ravens the division. Um, That's not an overreaction, the way things are working right now, you know. But you know, the the next three weeks will bear that out, you know, it'll bear that out, and um, you have every opportunity to make up for it. The Ravens have a a, a a tough go of it. Their last games, they're at Cincinnati, they're home for Los Angeles Rams. What a huge week seventeen game that is, day after the New Year, and um and Pittsburgh. Here we go. You gotta win the games yeah, in your division. You gotta avoid the sweep by Cincinnati. Go up there and beat them up like Cleveland did. Go up there and beat them up like Los Angeles Chargers did. You know? So you still have time to prove uh that those are right decisions in the moment. Just didn't work out, but made us made us uh, better for the crucible of the NFL season always forges a better result. If you believe in your team and sense of self and your philosophy. So. But for the moment, that's not an overreaction. They're not in first place, place right now, and those yeah. are two losses, which we're assuming would have been wins Could if you had just wins. forced overtime. Right. Or if you just game. executed the 
two-yard play better. What else? Uh, Rich, you made the case earlier for Jonathan Taylor for MVP, but I'm going to say Tom Brady lost the MVP last night. You know what? That That is an overreaction. Um, but Rodgers has not been shut out at home this year, and if you're going to put one thing next to another, if you're going to put you know, resumes next to one another, Rodgers has the leg up right now with three to go. And if I, I would rate it with three to go, if I had a, a vote in this sort of thing, I would vote Aaron Rodgers as the MVP, number one. Um, and I know there will be a lot of people that would think that him being, what, uh, inoculated instead of vaccinated. Well, being purposely misleading. Well, to the media is what he was. To the media, not to his team, not to the league, to the media. And, you know, uh, uh, me being a member of the media, obviously, I'm offended. Um, Even if I wasn't a member of the media, I would be offended because there were other people in the room. Um, But his play on the football field is second to none. Again. Again. At the position. And um, he's won Jonathan Taylor's two and Brady's three right now. That's the way I would vote it. Right now. So I guess that's an overreaction by me. Admittedly, they still have three to go. They should dominate Carolina twice and beat the Jets. So three in a row for the Bucks on the way home. What else, Chris? No love for Patrick Mahomes still? He was my preseason favorite. I would love to be proven correct. Are you kidding? But come on, man. Part of the reason why they've won seven in a row is more defense than anything else. He's I mean, had he a- had 400 yards and three touchdowns. I know that, but over the span of the seven wins... Rodgers has been consistently outstanding. A plus plus or AA plus. See what I did there? (laughs) Thank you. All right. It gets the feeling to me, guys, that we're on a Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl collision. Yeah, I know. Feels that way, That's an overreaction. Feels that way, though. That's an overreaction because last week, Chiefs and Bucks looked pretty damn good, too. I know. I'm just saying. Right now. And and, then, you know, the Packers have another game against the Vikings to come. They've got another game um, in division as well to come. You know, you take a look at the Green Bay schedule. I think there's some very winnable games. As you know, my fourth down went down the, the tubes. My my boast that the Bucks and Packers would both go undefeated the rest of the way. But home against Cleveland, home for Minnesota at Detroit. They should win those three games. They should win those three games nope. and then have another three-loss season. That would make it three in a row. 13-3, 13-3, 14-3. 14-3. They look terrific. They they look like the most consistent and terrific team in the NFC, and someone would have to go to Green Bay and beat them. Rams go there? Sure, can. Last year, with Goff. Bucks, it's going to be the repeat from last year. Week off. Rams come in. Bucks come in. We'll see if they go 2-0 this time as opposed to 1-1. What else, Chris? Okay, uh, Chiefs. The most dangerous team in the AFC. I think we can all agree on that. But the second most dangerous I know, team the in the AFC. Colts. The Indianapolis Colts. Not an overreaction. A proper reaction. A 100% proper reaction. They have a defensive player of the year candidate. I don't think he's going to win it. But Darius Leonard is terrific. He's worthy of that sort of uh, elevation. And they've got an MVP candidate. Oh, yeah. You don't want to see. You don't want a piece of them. You don't want to see him. Time to get him was weeks one through three. 
And then outside of that, they're everyone, only everyone was getting them then. I know. Yeah. And the only time and 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 the only times that they've lost since then is twice in overtime and that one time against the Bucks, and that's it. Every time Jonathan Taylor runs for hundred yards, that's eight times now they've won. You don't want a piece of them. Nuh uh. And um, you know, Titans better keep winning. Otherwise they'll find themselves on the road and then suddenly everybody'll be trying to drown out the noise of the screaming folks wearing Jeff Saturday jerseys, you know. <laughs> still wearing Peyton Manning jerseys. You know. <laughs> you know, all those Robert Mathis jerseys in the stands. They're everywhere. They're everywhere in Indianapolis. You know it. That's the that nobody no home fans they're the greatest ratio of uh, of jersey wearing fans to uh, seats. At Lucas Oil. No, I finished your sentence. It was That's so funny. not an overreaction. That's I knew funny. where you were going. Okay, what else? Okay. Uh, you mentioned Defensive Player of the Year just now, talking about Darius Leonard. You know who is the Defensive Player of the Year? Who's that? T.J. Watt is going to win Defensive Player of the Year, guys. Can't argue with that. Although, you know, I think it's Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons didn't do much yesterday. T.J. Watt is so good. 17 and a half sacks. And he, Come on. And he hasn't played all the games either, has he? Wow. Three games left. Mike Strahan record might go down. Multiple people might get it, right? Is Miles Garrett within in, within reach? Uh, he's got a sack on. TJ has a sack on, on Garrett. Yeah, I know. Well, we'll see what happens today, yeah. won't we? Not an overreaction. It's going to be an awfully difficult vote because Aaron Donald isn't taking a step back either. Yeah. I was going to add to this. Nick Bose is making a late run again. I was going to add to this. I was going to put TJ Watt wins defensive player of the year and the Steelers make the playoffs. That might have been a little too much. That would be an overreaction because seven, six, and one, they haven't shown any consistency. I know, but they won yesterday. You know what they need to do? They just need to go into games thinking that they've lost. Already? Yeah, they've lost. You know, because they play better that way. All right, one more, one more, guys. Uh, they play tomorrow. Mike, you going to the game tomorrow? No, I will be on a plane going east. Yeah, he's, it. Heading, he's heading back Got home. Got it. I'll take your tickets, guys, ah, because the Rams are going to win the NFC West. <sighs> yeah, I, that's that's not an overreaction We're right now. I mean, you know what I mean? Like overreaction now, now, now. We're you know, to the end of the year. You know what we you know what you know what this we're now in the red zone of the year okay so so it's it's tougher to score and everything's tighter so it's easier though to get a result you know what i'm saying where when you're watching you're easy it's easier like are you going to score or not like it's you have 80 yards behind you there's a question whether you're going to score or not there's a question if you're having a scoring drive you're in the middle of a scoring drive now it's like okay we're in the middle of a scoring drive how many points are we going to get so is it an overreaction or not? It's a tighter box is basically what I'm saying. Box is tight. And so I think it's a proper reaction. The Arizona Cardinals are home for the Colts at the Dallas Cowboys with the Seahawks loving to stick a fork in them. The Rams are at the Vikings at the Ravens and home for the 49ers. And talk about a short week. They're going to have to go to Minnesota and Minnesota plays tonight and they're going to have the shorter they're going to have the longer week. Damn. Mm. All right, I, I, I'll say it's still a. I mean, the Rams have got a lot of a lot of games to win. San Francisco. At I know the this end. is also what a just huge kind of game. it's kind of more an indictment on the Cardinals, their current state, having looked really bad two weeks in a row. Yeah, I, I'll say it's still a proper reaction, but the Cardinals, the Cardinals, still, you know, still got a game on them for the moment.
They could be all tied up by Tuesday night. Ooh. So I'll, I'll say it's a proper reaction. It's not an overreaction. It's very it's very rare to have an overreaction now, right? It's tough. It's tough. It's we're tough. down the road, we're but down, we're going to keep. We're still plow ahead here. We're Thank you very much. Well done, Mike. You can take care of the music. I think the segment's over. If you didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> I just let it. I, I mean, want Mike's to already on the plane back home. I already I mean, wanted to on. marinate it a little. Come on. I like that. His tray table's already in the downright position. Oh, stop. <laughs> He's already thinking about his warm nuts and chocolate. Oh, chocolate. Oh, hot whoa. towel. Yeah, I mean, hot towel. Oh, the hot towel. If you, when you've never been in first class, the first time you're there and they hand you a hot towel, you're like, what is you're this? Like, what is this for? What am I supposed to do with this? Yes. And then it's like that scene in The Wedding Singer. Where you look over and she's like, oh, I bet my belt. Great. Oh. This feels amazing. Yes. Yes. When was the last time you flew coach, Mike? I have to think about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know. He doesn't even know. Doesn't even know. I can't. Uh, that's a. Yeah, you're here's what I'd like to do. Here's what I'd like to do. <laughs> I mean, Hold on a minute. Mike, oh later on, here's what I'd like Whoa. to do. Because so, this is your last day in back. studio for the week or tomorrow? Today. No, is? today. I'm Today's. leaving early. All right. So then before the end of the show. I need you to come up with your miles that you have on one of your on one of your airlines. Three hundred and sixty. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey. You I'm took sorry. away Just the gag. I was going to do the. I was going to do prices right. I got it to three airlines. Okay, great. I got three. We're good. So take another airline. I got three airlines, and then we'll go closest without going over. Oh yeah. These guys Did you just give us the one of the most that you got yes, the most? So that would have been that would they okay. would never oh, have gotten that. Oh, Everyone would have been under on that geez. one. Okay. All right. That's flight miles. Okay. Like I have miles that I have used on credit cards we that are it. way over that. That's we, flight. We well, know okay. how it works. And again, everyone understands. We're not it's boasting nuts. here. Mike just says nothing to spend his money on. Except <laughs> Actually, you know what? That's his ex two. His alimony's all paid out. That's you have two. no children. No, because I have. Oh, no, that's two. All that's right. number two. Is it worth? Is the segment worth it now, or is yeah. it totally blown? Well, he kind of ruined. Because I would but... do prices right, where you would tell us. You would never. Have so you've gotten... got no. So you've got a, You've got one other airline you could do this two, with. I have two other airlines. Okay, great. This we'll do up. later on. Look it up, Mike. You just boarded it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, I got three hundred and all. Let me explain something. No one would have gotten three hundred sixty-five thousand miles. We That's, exactly. I would That's gone, the number I, I always catch every time. Three sixty-five. That's it. So now we know that it can't be that high. Oh, he's blowing it. So no, I'd rather buy a vowel. Are lower. All right, I'm not again. telling you. All where. Right, let's take a break. We're back with more of your phone calls in a moment before Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times tells us the latest on what's going on with Evans and Godwin and Fournette and everything else there. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. This is the Rich Eisen Show. So, TJ Jefferson, uh, right here on the Rich Eisen Show, your Dallas Cowboys win. They did. They're doing well. They are. Uh, They're number two overall. Any concerns watching them yesterday? Any, any concerns watching them yesterday yeah, at all? I mean, yeah, a little at bit. At all? Like they're not firing. Their their quarterback doesn't look the same. You know, the Definitely. defense is carrying the day. Oh, I had a I had a one more overreaction. You did? I do. Oh. Dallas oh, related. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. How do you how do you leave that out? How is that possible? We need one more. All right, we'll get one. All more. right, so oh, put, hit the music. Turn the machines back on. Turn those machines back it's on. It's like trading places. I mean, we, that just reminded way, me. We, we, once an hour, you've got to make a trading places reference. <laughs> we did one in the Feeling Good Lewis yes, in hour did. one. For the round time. Stay tuned for hour number Capricorn. three when we serve frozen concentrated orange juice to <laughs> nice. everybody here. Cowboys 10 and 4, two seed of the NFC, but the offense is holding them back from being Fact. a Super Bowl oh, contender. Fact. Yeah. Fact. These are facts. These are facts. You play that inconsistent on offense in Green Bay, you might not have a chance to scream, Amani caught it. You know? (laughs) You You play that sort of inconsistent offense if you're, say, against Arizona. Let's see how they look against Arizona which is having some problems on offense right now. I profit to say they might get that fi- figured out and fixed in time for the Dallas Cowboys game. Like I said, Coming man, up in a couple weeks. We ran the ball well. I think that's the defense. The defense is the far better, consistent, dynamic, championship oh, yeah. side of the football for the yeah. Dallas Cowboys right now. By far. Oh, yeah. And I understand that's Zeke and Amani and Gallup and CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz with a touchdown. Yeah. Defense and Dak, and I know. All the talent's there on offense. And it's going to get Tyron Smith back and healthy and staying in there, man. That helps. That helps a lot. Him not being in there, is, it's Huge. terrible for us. Right. Um, you, and you're right. We talked about this last week. To know that at this point the defense is playing better than the offense is a very weird position to yeah. be in as a Cowboy fan. But also, you saw what happened before Dak hurt his calf. We know the talent's there on offense. It's just like, all right, let's get this rolling. If if I didn't think those guys were there, I'd be really concerned. But the talent is there. I just I don't know what's going on right now. But we're getting wins. Are you worried? And, and, and we're not paying. And we're not playing. You know, and all this almost stuff. You almost lost. No, a, a win is a win. I don't think he's worried at all. Not worried at all. No, I'm a little. I'd love to see the offense a little bit more explosive. Um, I'd like like a 40 point game. Here. Yeah, I'd like the way the gra- we ran the ball. 125 yards rushing yesterday. That was nice to see. Um, well, you got some opponents that you could do this on. But we we have to establish the ground. Washington football team, Arizona. You thought the Giants were that team, though. You thought you were going to put up forty on the G-Men. I don't know. The Giants are. You know what? I mean, the Giants. The Giants rivalry games are always suspect. The Giants also. The Giants were also playing good defense against Mahomes. The Giants also beat Derek Carr when Carr was coming off of, you know, that bye. Um, You know, that was when the Henry Ruggs. Yeah. um, It was after the Ruggs game disaster struck so you might you know throw that out for the Raiders potentially not being mentally all there the Giants also had another win you know the Giants against the Dolphins the Giants also against the Eagles that's another one Jalen Hurts was no that Jalen Hurts got hurt in that game 
Jalen Hurts might not go tomorrow night. You seeing that? It could be a Minshew Mania game as well. I think that's fine too. I mean, it was pretty good last time. Minshew v. Heineke is oh. possible, right? <laughs> if he can come out of the protocol. The NFC East, it's fantastic. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> so, I mean, against the Giants, I'm not going to sit there and say you should have put up 40 on them. You know, it would have been nice, but you, you know, know, even though you'd feel a little bit better today, I'd <laughs> feel a lot. Yeah, well, yeah. Even though the Chargers you feel good about the dub, but regardless, you know, yeah. you throw records out. But the Cowboys are, are they, the Cowboys should finish two and one at the worst. Okay, yeah, and that's a twelve and five season. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Nope. And so they would they would welcome in who? Forty uh, ers Oh boy. Would the NFL Films archives be fired up for a Cowboys 49ers <laughs> playoff game on Wild Card oh, Weekend or what? As, as a two seed? I mean, would um, no. I'm, I'm just seed? assuming there would be a three seed. I'm assu- here's what I'm assuming. I'll just to throw out what this scenario is feasible. Okay. That the uh, the Cowboys beat the Cardinals. Okay. Okay. And the Cardinals finish up stumbling a bit. And Rams. and thus the Cowboys wind up having the same record as Tampa, and then lose the tiebreak to that, Got it. and wind up the three seed and take on a six seeded Niners team. Okay, wow, that's a feasible scenario, right? Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, very. Yeah. That the week one loss is a tiebreak that Ooh. knocks them down a peg in the order and to the 49ers area. 49ers Cowboys. Oh. I mean, Fox, I am oh, sure, were, a big oh, Fox they're, they're up foaming. there on Pico Below. They're foaming, Fox. They are taking whatever, around, whatever is in that amulet around Skip's neck and, 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 <laughs> and, and, and doing some sort of sorcery with it, and they are hoping that it winds yeah. up with that being a, a wild card. I mean, game. that would be Is that wrong? Amazing. Well, the, I'm sorry, that would be for Baby Fox? The thing around Skip's Rosemary's neck. Rosemary's Baby's Fox? It says Skip. It's his name. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's for Rosemary's Baby Fox. Rosemary's I'm baby. talking about Big Fox. <laughs>